when I opened up Black to the Basics the first time in 92, the first person who came and helped me was Erica Badu. to the program everybody you just stepped inside of psychotic bump school the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul my name is dj rome and i want to welcome you to another exciting edition of psychotic bump school during this coronavirus pandemic era ladies and gentlemen tonight oh we're doing it again y'all we have some amazing guests all of them have been here before. Uh, one of them hasn't been to this program, Psychotic Bump School, but the brother's been here before. Uh, we're continuing to talk about how all of our friends and creative folks and uh, people that work in essential services are handling this coronavirus pandemic shutdown. I mean, we are hunkered in, ladies and gentlemen. This country is undergoing something that is never heretofore been seen before. And uh, I, I wanna talk to some people in the know who are going to help us get through. So let, let, let's break this down. Uh, we have here tonight, Cy Smith. Oh my goodness, Cy Smith is here tonight, y'all. And y'all know Cy Smith. She's been dubbed one of the hardest working women in independent soul music, the legendary Cy Smith. And joining Cy for the very first time in an interview, they've never done this together, y'all. Her husband's joining us tonight, Sean Carter Peterson. That's right, actor, director, uh, musician, composer. Oh, this brother does it all himself. Cy and Sean, husband and wife, are here together breaking down how they're getting through this coronavirus as a team. And they're going to be talk about, talking about ways in which they're now learning new ways to apply their craft. So that's, that's heavy on the hearts and minds of people all across this country, ladies and gentlemen. So we, we're going to be getting into that with Cy and Sean, and I can't wait. Also returning for the very first time to this show, like I said, he's been with me before, but to this show, this good brother is a good friend of mine from way back in the day. His name is Zoltan Sharif, and he's an educator. He's a high school educator in Southern California, and he also uh, sort of has a, a bi-coastal um, residency. He also has a bookstore near the campus or on the campus of Gramley State University called Black to the Basics Bookstore. And we're going to be talking to Mr. Sharif about ways in which parents can help their children stay on top of their reading, stay on top of their studies as best they can during this coronavirus shutdown. He's offering some helpful reminders to parents and families that they can actually incorporate right now today. And we're also going to be talking about his very, very close friend, Erica Badu. Erica Badu has been doing these quarantine concert series from her bedroom. And she has put on an amazing display. Uh, if you hadn't had a chance to check it out, you can probably go to YouTube and uh, just type in Quarantine Concert or Erica Badu uh, 
concert in her bedroom. I don't know, but it was so magical. It was a beautiful, beautiful performance. I wanted to have Mr. Sharif back here because I wanted to get his take because he goes a long way back with Erica Badu. They're very good friends. Good Brother Z is here to break it on down about education, Erica Badu, and the like. So <laughs> needless to say, I got to catch my breath. It's going to be an amazing show, y'all. So you might want to call your friends and family to the radio or the computer because we are about to set it off. So this is KCWG, thetruth.com. My name is DJ Rome. Welcome to Psychotic Bump School. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back with our good brother, Mr. Zoltan Sharif, after this. This is Ty Phoenix, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. Hello, hello, hey, hello, 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 hey, hello. Hello, hello, hey, hello, 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 it's me, it's me, babe. We are back, KCWG, thetruth.com. My name is DJ Rome, and I am very excited to have this next guest on. Now, this will mark his first time over here. He was on another program that I did quite some time ago. I think it's been close to two or three years ago now. It's been a while, but uh, I'm so glad we're still able to uh, connect with this brother. So this, check this out. This brother's an educator. He's a high school English teacher. He's a business owner. And uh, he has some things to say about what's happening with education in the midst of this pandemic. And uh, he has some ideas about how families can empower their children. And I want to talk a little creativity with this brother because um, he has some special alliances that I know you'll be very, very interested in. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to this program. But I am going to say welcome back 
to Psychotic Bump Stool with a good brother, Mr. Zoltan Sharif. Mr. Sharif, are you there? Hey, Ram, I'm here. I'm here. What's going on, good brother? How in the world are you doing? Like everyone else uh, during these uh, trying times. Man. Hopeful times. I'm, I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining. I'm, I'm good. I'm good right now. Just right now. Just right now. You know, the last time we spoke, uh, you, I don't want to say commute, but you toggle between two locations in the United States. Last time you were in Louisiana, but right now, where are you in, in the United States? Right now, I'm in Inglewood. Oh, you in Inglewood, California. Inglewood, California. Okay, that's what's up. Right, right, right. Okay, so I always do a, um, I'm doing a check-in. So we kind of did our check-in because I know that this has caused a lot of us to change what we do day by day in a major, major way. Just give me your general impression of what's happening right now. Um, How have you been able to manage in lieu of knowing that what's happening right now is having an impact on our youth? What are your thoughts on that? Well... Exactly. Right now, the whole education system is it's been turned upside down, whether it's an elementary, high school, middle school, or even college. You know, like I say, I'm a high school English teacher, and I work for a, a school district in, in, well, Compton, Compton Unified. I can say Compton. Yeah, I love Compton. That's right. And right now, right now, um, we're out. Schools have been closed down for approximately two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, we're going to distance distance learning starting yes. Tuesday. Yes. Um, right now, the plan is a little topsy turvy because no one knows, no one's used it before. You know, it was like we got to start something new. Yeah. When a lot of the kids haven't been trained on, it, a lot of the teachers haven't been trained. Actually, no one's been trained on it. Nobody. So exactly. it's like we're uh, we're groping through the dark, but the light is gonna come because as teachers get more experience, as parents help their children or their youngsters understand the ropes, and we all get better and better, then we'll all get better and better, and education can keep going. But like I say, that doesn't education should never stop. You know, education should never stop. That's right. I, I, I always tell parents. Uh, they are the number one teachers. <laughs> they are the number mm-hmm. one teachers. You know, it's, that's that's from uh, that's from the cradle to the grave. You know, as soon as that child gets uh, old enough, put a book in their hand. You put mm-hmm. a book in a little uh, toddler's hand. You start that toddler uh, child reading at by age two to three. Then mm-hmm. they've got it. They've got it. We can get our children reading by age three. Mm-hmm. Wow. They've got it. Cause they've got it. So to me, that's the number one thing a parent could do. Actually, if the toddler, if your child sees you reading mm. a book constantly mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. they're going to pick up that habit automatically. And they will, I guarantee you, they will become lifelong readers. And once you're a lifelong reader, the educational system just opens up. It's, it's when, you know, your child is nine or 10 and they still can't read. Right. That is the problem. Matter of fact, that's what they based the number of prison beds that they're going to need based on the number of children who can't read by nine or ten. And as a high school teacher, when I get students who can't read on grade level, then we know that um, 
we're, we're expending so much energy when it would be so much easier we can reach them before they get nine or ten. So absolutely. Right now, um, parents, um, I know they got their work cut out for them. You know, I know they got their work cut out for them. But that's good. You know, this is this is giving parents a, a, a better eye to see what teachers are going through <laughs> and how they can help teachers. You know, so it's yeah. you know out of everything when it something good has to come out of the bad. Or, or are we just are we just going backwards? Are we just wasting our time? So, this experience where parents have to spend more time dealing with their child's education is actually a good thing. Okay, well, I, I, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Because when you think about summer break, I mean, you're an educator, so when you think about summer break, and most general education students don't take advantage of summer school because they don't have to, and so unless they're deficient in credits and you know you being at the high school level i know you can relate to this it's, it's not like elementary and middle school you you got to pass these classes <laughs> you know they're not going to just pass you to the next level without you uh getting at least a c in math one or whatever it is for your district and so what can what what do the students risk uh despite this distance learning thing starting to kick in um as, you know as best as districts can um, how familiar are you with the regression and learning? Um, is how high is the possibility that without the education, that they'll forget what they learn, especially at this point of the year where many of us haven't had spring break yet, right? So, what are your thoughts on that? The the loss of learning. Well, knowing students and young people like I do, and you know we were that age as well, way way long ago. Not that long ago, Zeke. Uh, Come on now. Not that long ago. Not, not that long ago. Okay, not that long ago. You know, when the cat's away, the mouse will play. Come on. You know what I'm saying? The cat's away. So so yep. sometimes, even though they're at home right now with those computers, I can't guarantee, I don't even think parents can guarantee that they're actually doing what they're supposed to do. That's because right. they're kids. Yep. They're kids. Especially, you know, with this digital age where they're used to playing games and socializing on their on their electronics all the time so mm -hmm. and i think you know we know that as teachers you know we know that we know there's going to be regression and we know every student is not spending the necessary amount of time doing what they're supposed to do and we know that sometimes the parents um, aren't equipped to even help their students with certain subjects but we also know that everything you need to know is already online somewhere Mm -hmm. But kids are going to, you know, they're going to, it's going to be a little regression. But as teachers, we know that too. And um, I don't think any teacher worth their salt is going to be grading these students too hard. Now, okay, I don't think any go. student should, 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 uh, I don't think any student should fail a class right now unless they just check out totally. But mm -hmm. if they're doing their best and they're trying, mm -hmm. it's, you know, this is, this is something new. It is. You know, and, and sometimes, um, Change is hard. It so is. So I would personally, as a teacher, I'm not going to penalize the child for uh, for not uh, being up to date on everything that I think they should be up to date with because right. they're going through a lot. You know, their children they need that stability. Now yeah. already that stability has been thrown way off. They sure have. They no longer have that stability. Right. You know, they don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going you, to school, I'm going to school, I'm going to school. All of a sudden, yeah. I'm not going to school. And exactly. my parent may or may not be home watching me. Exactly. A lot of parents, every parent is not at home right now, Monday through Friday from 
eight to three with their child, unfortunately, because they have to work. Yep. They have to work. They have to pay the bills. So some of these children, a lot of these children are home alone or maybe with someone mm-hmm. who doesn't exactly. Well, you, you mentioned the word earlier. When there's a pandemic, nothing's normal. Nothing's right. normal. So a lot of these kids aren't getting the proper, um, should I say, guardianship from eight to three. That's and right. we know that. And we know that. So. Right. I don't think any child is gonna. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fail a high school student myself personally. Okay, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't hardly do that on normal conditions, let that alone right conditions. now. Right. Well, what? Right. Let alone right now. Between ninth and twelfth, what? What? What level are you? Oh, I, I'm nine and ten mostly. Yes. You do ninth, ninth and tenth grade. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at least they got time. They they potentially have two more years with 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 the high school. Uh, seniors, they probably got it a little harder. So anyone teaching 12th grade English right now, and if it's someone was sitting on the fence, uh, you're absolutely right, Mr. Sharif. I'm hoping, well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's like it wouldn't be fair to, uh, to tax them too hard right now because the work packets that might be put together, and, and I'm saying work packets as if we're in yesteryear. We're, this is distance learning right. time now. So they're, tr- they're trying to put those online models into place like, like now, like tomorrow, or as far as you know, is, is your district thinking about going live with this tomorrow to officially start trying to impart some kind of curriculum? We will officially be starting on the 31st. Now, we're a little late. A lot of districts have already started that. Okay. We're just a little late. Um, okay. Well, right now, you know, like I say, there is no level playing field right now. Some, some students have internet. Some students might not. That's right. Some students might have... Uh, iPad. Some students may not. Mm-hmm. Some students may have someone to walk them through everything. While stu- some students may not. So it's not a level playing field. That's why a lot of teachers they're not necessarily grading mm-hmm. per se. Like you get an H or an F on this. They're like saying, "Let me help you get through it." And mm-hmm. we'll worry about the grade later. You know, it's not about not about oh, you didn't do your homework. Here's here's your here's your F for the day. No, no, that's just, that's, that'd be outrageous right now because mm-hmm. on a normal day, there are students who have, these kids are going through a lot psychologically, you know, they so are. academic, on a normal day, academic is not always first anyway. Now, academics is not even first, second, or third sometimes right now, you know, <laughs> exactly. it could be, I'm trying to eat, I'm trying to, um, trying to survive, I'm worried about that's my right. parents, I'm worried about my grandmother, you know, yeah. I got so many things on my mind. If I watch the news, the sky mm-hmm. is falling. The sky mm-hmm. is falling. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, school is not a. It's not the number one priority right now. That's right. It's just not. And I'm, and I don't think anyone expects you to be their number one priority. But like you say, life goes on. You still yeah. gotta learn. Now, luckily too, summer's coming. Mm-hmm. Summer's coming, and. Um, you got time to work with your child and maybe even, well, who knows? I don't know if these schools are going to be open by, uh, by summer. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? These schools may not open again until, um, who knows? Exactly. You know, but, um, I do know one thing, everything you need to know is in the book. <laughs> Nothing new up under the sun. Everything it's funny you, you know should mention that again. We, we, you mentioned books a little while ago. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Zoltan Sharif. He's an educator, and uh, I think I mentioned at the top, he's also a business owner. And uh, this brother is heavily into books. And uh, can you go ahead and talk about that a little bit? You have a, a business down in Louisiana, 
And uh, you've been long touting uh, independence in the black community anyway, and entrepreneurship in the black community. Can you go ahead and update us on that? Uh, you, you still have a strong propensity toward reading and books. Uh, what can you tell us about the latest in your uh, business right now? Well, like I said, I grew up on reading. You know, my mother was a reader, so I became a reader. You know, it was just natural. Um, actually, the bookstore is in Grambling, Louisiana. It's called Black to the Basics. We are steadily, even as we speak, working on our online presence, which isn't where we need to be right now. But it's called Black to the Basics. It's right near Grambling State University. I went to Grambling State University. We originally opened Black to the Basics when I was a senior at Grambling State University. And a couple of years ago, I just happened to be... Um, living in uh, Louisiana, and I just happened to be driving through Grambling, and I just happened to see the old location with a for lease sign in the window. This was about three summers ago, with a for lease sign in the window. And um, hmm, I, had that, I had one of those personalities when something moved me that much, I just jumped. So I just happened to stop. I leased that building that same day, and um, we're slowly but steadily opening up Black to the Basics, which is primarily a bookstore. I believe, you know, it's a, it's a Grambling State University. It's an HBCU, the Black College. Yeah. Why wouldn't we want Black knowledge next to a Black college? Why wouldn't we want a Black bookstore next to a Black college, you know? Um, mm. A lot of people are like, well, people don't read anymore. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's not my... I read. Come on. And there are people just like me who read. That's right. And as you can see, Anytime they want to, you know, people around the internet. But as you can see in other countries, anytime they want to, they can shut the internet down if they want to. They can Ooh. shut it all down if they want there to. You we go. better have control of our own knowledge and our own communities. And especially, too, you know, I like to go someplace where uh, I can relax, I can enjoy myself. Or I can, um, so my thing was when I go to Grambling, I want some place where I can go and kick it, just like Tupac said. So yeah. it's a it's it's a labor of love, and it's 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 growing, it's growing. We're getting more students involved. You know, I, I want it to be, and this is what we're this is what we were attempting right before Grambling shut Grambling, like a lot of universities shut down mm-hmm. for this semester because you know it's a pandemic. They're sending kids home. Right. What I started was getting a group of students to run the bookstore. So they can get experience on how to run their own business. So the concept is student ran, you know, students are supposed to develop everything, everything about it, the website, the business model, everything, you know, you just come to me for some directions because that's how I was. I was a student when I first opened this. So it's really a a black to the basics is a laboratory uh, for college students. And, you know, when they come back in the fall, um, when they come back in the fall, uh, God willing, we'll uh, we'll get it started back again. Yeah. But um, I believe I hear this a lot. Our students don't read. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you, the people who run this world, I guarantee you, their kids read. Come on, I guarantee you, their kids read. So if we're saying our children don't read, then that means we're really saying that we're going to have them. Our kids need to just be able to take orders mm. from the people who do read. You know, so this have and have nots is getting wider and wider. Unfortunately, if your child is not reading on grade level by fourth grade, mm. their chances of winding up in somebody's prison yes. just went up. 
They don't have to buy a book, but I bet you they better know how to read. And I hope they're reading right now. So really reading is, man, you know what? We saw those commercials when we were little uh, youngsters. Remember, riff, reading is fundamental. Yes. They told us that when I was a kid. Reading is fun, and it's still fundamental, you know, like I say. And you know what? One thing about um, our, anyway, I was about to jump the gun a little bit, but I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to slow oh, it do down. Thing, brother. It's, just, it's just me, you, and the listeners here. <laughs> Actually, um, when I opened up Black to the Basics the first time in 92, the first person who came and helped me was Erica Badu. Peace to common to Brother Curtis, Big Love, Maceo, Erica Badu. Chocolate Invasion starts here. Chocolate Invasion starts here. Her name wasn't Erica Badu at the time. It was Erica, but not Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. And um, she came. She asked me what I was doing. I told her what I was doing. She said, well, as soon as you get this open, I'm going to come and help you. And she was a woman of her word. And she came to the the space and gave it some, gave it her charm, her creativity. Mm. And she's been, a, she's been a big supporter ever since. She's been a big supporter ever since. Actually, I just talked to her yesterday. And she sent me um, sent me a story that I hadn't seen. It was on ABC News, and it was interviewing her. And I was like, "Wow, who knew?" Erica from 1992 would be on the news. Mm-hmm. What is this? 2020? <laughs> 2020? Uh-huh. And that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. It is. Yes. Yes. It is. It's a beautiful thing. I love her. She is wonderful people. Man. She's still doing her thing. Oh, man. Still doing her thing. Is she ever. And still, Mm -hmm. you know, inspiring all of us and planting seeds all along the way. And um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the good brother Zoltan Sharif. This is Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And uh, Zoltan, um, good brother, he's from California to Louisiana. He's been doing it for quite a number of years and um, talking about the importance of staying well-read and uh, keeping up with uh, the times and ways in which we're preparing for the possibility that this, 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 you know, the social distancing we're talking about at the top of this and the internet and the whole thing, what if all that goes away? And all you're gonna have access to is print materials and you, you gotta know how to read, you know? And uh, sounds like uh, Miss Badu uh, got the message uh, right along with you, uh, Z, because she came to help you right from the get-go, and y'all been keeping in touch uh, since that time, it sounds like. And so I saw her show the other night, man. Um, man, she <laughs> she's so inspiring, man. Uh, how much of her show were you able to catch? She's doing this quarantine concert series from her bedroom, I believe. Oh my God, uh, wifey and I watched the whole thing uh, yesterday on YouTube. Uh, how much of that were you able to catch? You know what, I probably, I'm sure I've seen over, um, I'm sure over the years, I've probably seen over 20 or 30 of her concerts live. Mm-hmm. So you know I wasn't gonna miss 
I was not going to miss um, the concert from her bedroom. So I, I was able to catch the whole thing, and it was really, it surpassed my own, um, shall I say, uh, expectations. I thought it was just marvelous, you know. I thought it was the way she uh, made it um, interactive. I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. Right. She is just a trendsetter. She is a trendsetter. She's been a trendsetter since I knew her. She's okay. been a trendsetter. So I, I caught the whole thing. It was wonderful. Well, talk to us about it. We got a little time, brother, so you can take your time, given where you met her, where she was with her creativity, all the way to now and breaking new ground like she did, because I didn't even think about that aspect of it. You're right, because I, I'm not sure where people had their expectations set, especially as people were complaining. Well, we started on Instagram, then she had us follow her over to Facebook and then Twitter, then Snapchat. And then I kind of got lost in that shuffle, but she pulled it off. And she pulled it off with not only just for the sake of pulling it off, she did it with flair, finesse, and a level of professionalism that I haven't seen before. So you are a longtime friend of hers. Uh, can you talk to us about what you experienced? You've seen her perform, like you said, 27, multiple times, many times. How, oh, yeah, yeah. How I've always, yeah. And what, what type of detail did you really appreciate that really exceeded even your expectations? Well, like she said herself, this was something new. You know, when you're doing something new, you're going to have kinks and bugs in it, and you got to have to figure it out as you go. You know, a lot of times, though, here's the thing. A lot of times, some of us, we want to start something new, but when it gets too complicated or too detailed where we can't quite finish it the way we think we should finish it, a lot of us would just stop. But actually, that process is what gets us to the other side, you know, so... It was new, and from her own words, she just kept figuring it out, kept figuring it out, got help, got help, asked questions, asked questions, and she was able to pull it off. And um, I didn't expect anything different. This is Uncle Funk of the Soul Children LA, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet.
if she was going to do it. I remember, like, it was almost yesterday, I remember when she decided to um, leave Graham State University. And I was surprised. We were about to drop out of college, but she had her dream. And, and next thing you know, I get a call one day, and she's having her first real concert in Dallas. She was opening for D'Angelo. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm on my way to Dallas. So I've never underestimated Erica. If she puts her mind to it. She's going to do it to the best of her ability. So when I saw the show, you know, I've, I've been I've been to her house in Dallas before, you know, and I've been in that very same bedroom. And I was like, that's it. She, was a, she, she put it in her bedroom. You know, a lot of people might say one thing or do another thing. But she was right there. And when she's comfortable, and when she's comfortable, you know, that's one thing about Erica. She's going to be comfortable in her environment. She's going to be comfortable in her own skin, no matter what any other people may think. So I understand, you know, from Facebook to Instagram. But, you know, uh, pioneers, it's never easy for pioneers. It's never easy for a pioneer. You know, it's never easy. So, so but. The thing I think we all need to take from that to our own lives is what she showed me again was as long as you keep moving forward, don't quit, don't give up, you may have to change, you may have to improvise, you may have to uh, double back, Mm -hmm. but if you keep going, you can get to where you need to go. And now the thing is, I think everybody, we need to remember this. Do we believe in ourselves? Do we believe in our dreams? Now, she is somebody who's always believed in herself and believed in her dreams. Now, I used to see her. I never, when I met Erica, she was in the theater. She mm-hmm. was in the, uh, she was a, a actress. And I thought, you'd ask me back in the day where her future lied. I would say her future lied in the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say her future, she's going to be a movie star or something. I never really, like I say, I never really saw her as the, the musical artist that she is today. I just knew she had talent, but there she goes. You know, you can improvise. <laughs> you can go in a whole new direction if you want to, if you just believe in yourself. And I think that's the, that's, that's the message that uh, I hope all these, hope all of us, especially our youngsters from North America, you can reinvent yourself anytime you want to. She reinvented herself. You, we can all reinvent ourselves. So when I saw the concert and, um. I was like, that was the first for me. I had never seen that before. I had never seen no one do a concert out their bedroom, you yeah. know, and pull it off and have it interactive. So right. that just, you know what, I just think um, sometimes, you know, what, what um, and I'm a fan, so I can say that. As fans, sometimes we got to, um, got to remember that it's not always smooth sailing mm-hmm. it's not always easy for artists you know you can go back a thousand years for artists the, you know artists the artist pays the price you know actually i remember uh, that was a uh, a little short student film that erica and i was in back in Gramlin, and and i remember that was the title the artist pays the price and artists do have to pay the price, so you gotta pay the pro- and you, you know you gotta pay the cost to be the boss, just like the artist has to pay the price. So, mm. you know, so yeah, Erica's been paying the price since uh, 
since day one, you know, sometimes uh, mm, we think it's easy, all fun and games. But from my insight these past 20 something years, I've seen it from the backstage point of view. It's not always fun and games. You know, it's not always what you think. You know, we think, oh, they, they used to live in an easy life. <laughs> you know, they, they got it good. Sure, sure. But it's a whole lot that goes behind that. And a lot of stuff, I don't know if everybody's willing to do. Mm. You know, everybody, it's, it's sacrifice in being an artist. I've seen a sacrifice, you know. Can't always be there every day to tuck your child in. It's a lot of sacrifice. But, mm. so I, I've seen Erica, um, you know, she does what she has to do. But I, I think, I, I, think I, um, I told her this. To me, when I saw that interview on ABC News, I realized, I told her, you are a spokesman for humanity. You know, mm. she's a very loving person. You know, sometimes I think she's misunderstood. You could see her do something like, why is she doing that? Well, she's an artist. You know, artists are not going to always do what we think they should do. Just like we're not going to always do what other people think we should do. Mm. But I know in her heart of hearts, deep down, and, and not even deep down, just total. It's love. It's love. I've seen her grow, and it's love. It's love. So I think she is a spokesperson for humanity. And she was telling us with that concert is that um, we can help each other. We can love each other. We can live our dreams. We could do the unexpected. All we have to do is believe in ourselves and not give up. It's always love. You know what? True story. True story. This is. I remember back. Um, it was at a video shoot. I think it was her second video. And um, I was there and, um, and um, you know, she had a lot of uh, grambling, grambling nights getting to her videos, you know. And I remember there was somebody showed up for the video. I don't think her and Erica were on really good terms back then. But Erica was not the type of person to say, you know what? I don't think you're on my side. You can't be in my video. And I saw her go like, I saw her show that person love. Because usually if we, if we think somebody don't like us or somebody ain't down with us, we, the human instinct is to be like, give, them, give me 50 feet. And I saw Erica be like, you know what? I can, I can go beyond that. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm going to do my best to uh, make you a part no matter what. And she was like, Hmm. Some people might have been like, nah, put her to the side. You know, hmm. she can go stand over there. But now nah, nah, Erica showed that show showed the young lady love, patience, and tolerance. Hmm. You know, I would love you no matter what. No matter what. And I think that's what we gotta that's that's what we need more in our communities where, you know, I may not agree with you. You know what? I may not even like you, mm-hmm. but I can still love you. And if I love you, then the community as a whole is going to be even better. So we can just love our neighbors, love our community, love love ourselves. Then I think the black community as a whole is going to grow. So, but yeah, I, I got a thousand Erica stories, but um, uh, support oh, our, our Badu World Market. Yeah, I believe that's the website. Badu World Market. 
Support, please support. So y'all been listening to uh, the good brother Zoltan Sharif. He's an educator out of California, uh, bi-coastal between there and Louisiana. And the good brother's been dropping some jewels on us right here on Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And uh, Z, I can't thank you enough for sharing all this insight with us, good brother. And uh, your store and uh, that performance, your, your plight, uh, everything that you've done since I've known you has always been about exactly what you're talking about tonight. Um, given uh, how we were conversing a few years ago, you're still on point. And believe it or not, at that point, you hadn't actually opened the store yet. At that point, you, you had expressed the vision to have students come in and run it, and it's happening now. So he, the, those seeds were planted you know what I'm saying? And he, you, you made it happen, man. You, you manifested it. And I know that she had some, some, a, a hand in helping you get the, the first store going in the first place. And uh, even this one, I mean, it's an enduring friendship. It's like, even with that performance, Z, it's like, you, you, you can't help but feel that, wow, somebody loves us. You know, we in the black community. We sometimes don't feel like we get the love, but it, it, it felt like, as much as she shared in that concert and she took it back to her first songs when she was like seven years old with her grandmother, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. she loved on us, man. She loved on our folks. And it's not just us because when, you know, at the very end, as you know, you know, she brought the crew out, the sound crew, the lighting crew, you know, they weren't all brothers and sisters, African, you know, African-Americans or whatever. It was, like, it was diverse. You loving on us too, brother, because uh, black to the basics is uh, is it's a thing now, and so I want you to tell us uh, where we can follow you. Thank you for uh, shouting out uh, BaduMarket.com. That's her website, Erica Badu. Um, she and Z are really good friends, and the good brother, Mr. Sharif, has his Black to the Basics bookstore in Grambling. Oh my God, I almost said Shreveport, Grambling. Right? Grambling State. <laughs> yes, in Grambling. Yes, I got to yes, get that yes, right. State. So uh, what's the best way? Grambling, Louisiana. There you go. What's the best way for people to uh, follow uh, Black to the Basics? Well, right now we're on um, on Facebook and Instagram as Black to the Basics. You know, Facebook and Instagram. Um, Black to the Basics 92. That's the year we were open. Uh, the website is Black to the Basics, but currently that's under construction. You know, we're revising that. But uh if you Google, uh, look us up, Black to the Basics on Facebook, Black to the Basics on Instagram, and Black to the Basics on the web, you're eventually going to find us. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're just changing the business model right now. We're going to get more students involved. We're going to make this a worldwide thing. So it's it's just, you know, we're going to take one step at a time. And we would appreciate any suggestions because right now we are working on our business model. Appreciate any suggestions. Just uh, DM us. And um, yeah. like I said, we're not hard to find. That's right. That's right. And by the way, speaking of being not hard to find, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering what the great Zoltan Sharif looks like, he was talking about Erica Badu's second video. And I'm not sure which one that was. I don't know a video because if you're talking about the second single off of her first album, that could have been Next Lifetime or something like that. But yeah, yeah, that, that second video was Next Lifetime. Right. Yes, yes. So if you, if, if you want to know what Mr. Sharif looks like, all you got to do is play the first video. The first video. On and on. <laughs> on and on. Zoltan yeah, yeah, yeah. On and on. Zoltan Sharif wow. is boogieing front of the stage in the on and on video. Erica Badu's debut international smash record. 
Zoltan Sharif is in that video right in the front dancing. The mothership won't save you, so you'll gonna get left. <laughs> That's Zoltan. That's Z. Right, so, right, right. Wow. That was a beautiful time. That was a beautiful time. Man, I'm beautiful. like, I know this dude. <laughs> but you know, you're, you're yeah, the yeah. Uh, thank you. I'm glad we were able to keep well, Thank it. you. And I hope we're able to do this again, good brother. Can you keep in touch with us? We'll do it. We'll do it, man. Keep doing what you're doing. We need it. We need all the voices out there that we can get to spread the word, to spread the community, to spread the message, to spread everything. Thank you. Yeah, thank everything you. except that uh, coronavirus. Stay home. Try <laughs> to do social distancing. You know what I mean? That's yeah, right. Let's not spread that part. Let's not that spread part. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll be sure to do that, good brother. Thank you. That's Zoltan Sharif. Uh, this is KCWGTheTruth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. Check them out, y'all. Black to the basics online. All right. Stay tuned for more, y'all. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith. And Sean Carter-Peterson. And you're listening to Psychotic Bump School. With your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com. The best internet radio station on the planet. Woo! People without food, water, enough supplies, and there's so much destruction. CWG, the truth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome, and we are having some amazing conversations with people as we are all, in our various ways, experiencing the impact of this incredible pandemic. And uh, I had the pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, we have some artists on the line right now who've been here before, but never together. So I'm really, 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 can you tell I'm excited? Really excited <laughs> to have them both here at the same time. I love having power couples on, and uh, this 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 couple certainly fits that bill. First, let's bring the missus in first. This incredible talent is an amazing vocalist, songwriter, musician, composer. Uh, she has played and performed with some of the best in the industry. She has an amazing project out there that seems to have 19 lives to it. Um, she took us straight to Camelot not too long ago, y'all, and I want to have her here to talk about what she's recently done during this shutdown, just as an artist. It was amazing. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bone School, the good sister, Cy Smith. 
Cy Smith, are you there? I am here. What a sweet introduction. Thank you. Oh my goodness, you have raised our spirits so high. I had to say hi. Welcome oh, back. Oh, I really appreciate that, Rome. Thank you. Oh, we appreciate you. And finally, Cy Smith, you know how many times Sean knows this too, because there's been times, I don't know if he's actually told you, I'm giving away the spoiler before I even introduce him, but I've texted him and you separately before. It's like, yo, can he do it? And then I would hear him, yo, can she do it together? <laughs> the first time I was actually able to get both of y'all at the same time. So this good brother, ladies and gentlemen, he's been here multiple times before. Y'all know this brother from the Black Panther days. He was here most recently with the incomparable Harmony Group. The brother has got a million and one talents, ladies and gentlemen. He's been in blockbuster movies. He's a film director. He's a maestro on that piano. Oh my God, this guy is amazing. <laughs> and he just happens to be the husband of our first guest, Cy Smith. So ladies and gentlemen, also welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, the good brother, Sean Carter-Peterson. Mr. Peterson, you there. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it, as always. Oh, man, it's such a joy to have you here. Thank you so very much. And see, the thing about these two ladies and gentlemen, they are the, the, the consummate uh, picture that comes to mind when you think about a power couple, both doing some amazing things, very successful in their own individual rights, and together, they are fire. But Cy, uh, what yeah. you've been doing with your, your artistry, and I, I want both of you to chime in on this one if you could, because this is a time, and the two of you aren't the first people that I've heard kind of say this or alluding to this, that I actually don't mind being at home. You know, right. because right. Given size living out of a suitcase, what, how many times out of the year, Sean, you seeing your wife pack a suitcase? <laughs> suitcase oh, Lord, I can't count. Thing? I mean, there's no way to count that. It's just, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's kind of like a perpetual suitcase in the living room, whether it needs to be packed or unpacked or repacked right. or right. what have you, right. you know. Right. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. just, that's just, that's part of the gig. You know what I mean? That's what it is. That's what that's it is. And, you know, and I think we've been turning to, yeah, some of it definitely I've been turning to mindless television, like Love is Blind and 90 Day Fiance. But, <laughs> but, but for the most part, you know, we've been turning to art. And I think <laughs> yes. that's the important, you know, that's the thing here. Like we turn to movies and film and music and mm. performances to get us through times of crisis. And, and that's why I did, you know, an online show a couple of weeks yes. ago, yes. you know, to, to not just give myself a vehicle because I, I need the stage, <laughs> you know, I mm -hmm. need the stage as much as folks need, uh, you know, need art and need music, but also to draw attention to places that will need our help when we come out of this, oh, you know? So, I so I did my show, as you know, mm -hmm. um, as, as a fundraiser for, um, an art center here in South Los Angeles called the Fernando Pullum Community Arts Center. Yes. And I was so proud to finally be able to do something for that place because for, for the last few years, every time I saw Fernando somewhere, I'd be like, I want to come do something with your kids. I want to do something for your kids. But I was always gone and I was always busy. But being forced to sit still and being grounded, literally, mm. gave me an opportunity to say, hey, what can I do while I'm sitting still? You know, what mm. can I do that that can that can offer uh, you know some some good and some light and some love for someone who might Absolutely. need it? And so that's why I chose them. And I was proud of my viewers for helping oh helping God. us raise five thousand dollars for that center. Beautiful. And that was an amazing way 
to to start this you know to start this quarantine for me you That's know right. yeah and right. so i fernando didn't even know i was going to do this oh. he had no idea he was even on the radar until you know i think less than 24 hours after i announced quarantunes that was the name of the show oh there quarantunes. you go yeah <laughs> less than 24 hours after i announced it i had already raised a thousand dollars a little bit over a thousand dollars and when i hit that Ooh. i was like i gotta call fernando and tell him so i uh -huh. called him and uh -huh. said hey man i'm doing this concert for uh to raise money for the Fulham center and he was like what <laughs> wow. and it, and that was just a beautiful thing and i think we just got to remember the same way we we turn to songs and we turn to music and we turn to performances we got to make sure we put some money in the pockets of of not only the performers but the places that help cultivate young talent you know That's right because our our John Legends and our Stevie Wonders and our Jill Scotts and our Denzels and our you know those people don't just come out of nowhere you That's know right. they come out of they come out of the theater the local scene they come out of these local venues and these youth orchestras and these youth choruses and these youth chorales so that's where we got to make sure we we show our support you know also absolutely I am happy to say that I made my contribution I I, I helped out you know gave right on. It. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate it. I saw yeah. that contribution. I saw your contribution yes. come through and I was really happy for that. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm like, yes, I did my part. I did something. Because <laughs> Sean, because during this time, because you know, they, they talk about, I mean, y'all, y'all are, I mean, we're up here now. Y'all are in Southern California. So mm -hmm. have have to what degree are you guys seeing businesses like closed or doing like curbside services? Are y'all seeing a lot of that down there? Yeah, Sean, everything is closed. Everything's yeah. closed. <laughs> Sean has all non-essential businesses. Yeah, right. That see Sean that is, word right there. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Sean, Sean has been out more than I have. Um, so I haven't really, I haven't really left the the neighborhood. So I don't even know what the boulevards look like. But mm. I have, I have been trying to, you know, like Sean and I have been trying to. We cook at home almost mm -hmm. every night, every night. I think once a week we order and I try to order from a local small business, small restaurant, you know, because I think they definitely need our support too. Oh, you know? yeah, most definitely. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, we, so, so your, your husband cooks too? So all the amazing things he's already good at, this brother can cook too? Throw does, down in the kitchen? Does, does he throw down? What? Man, look, I'm trying to tell you, next time you come to LA, you right. gotta come. You gotta stop by because it's a it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I, I always mess with this brother every time. It's like, what can't you do, brother? He's got his hand and talents in every single industry. If if he just like if one door closes closes on Sean Carter Peterson, he's got fifty others that he can open, including Jeffrey. <laughs> Dang, brother. But Sean, a second ago, trying to keep it about, interesting. Exactly, is like, well, you're never boring, brother, for sure. But you talked about essentialness, you know, for the lack of a better term, because you know I work in education, and they finally have come around to the point where they, you know, to to make a determination about who stays open, who stays closed, and what staff needs to actually be there in order for the economy not to completely collapse. They base it upon something called essential services and education, mental health work, like I do is considered essential services. And during this time, um, I don't know the degree to which music and art has been considered an essential service. But Sai just pointed out, Sean, that it's important 
that we, even during this time, especially now, it's like I've been saying, we need y'all now more mm -hmm. than ever before because right. there's, there's so much um, happening that's posing such a tax on, on the way in which we can do what we do. Sai spoke a minute ago about being her own engineer. Now for you, Sean, and you know, big up to you know, your collaborations. We're gonna talk about your collaboration in just a minute with Camelot, but have you had to make those critical pivotal adjustments during this time? in terms of being able to do what you do. I mean, not in, instead of going out on auditions and speaking parts, uh, what major technical adjustment have you had to reconfigure since we've been doing this quarter shuttering in? Well, uh, you know, Zoom has come in, come in handy Woo! apparently with, uh, you know, meetings, et cetera. Zoom Actually, is booming um, right now. You know, I belong to a, um, a writer's group um, called Safe House that meets on Mondays in Santa Monica. And basically what it is, it's a group of writers and you have three writers a week who are who put up 10 pages of their work and they use actors that belong to that group to act out the scenes so that they can see them up on their feet and get get notes from the other writers. Um, and so uh, Safe House has been sequestered for you know since everybody else has been but they're going to meet on monday and the whole thing has been you know we're going to meet up on zoom and the writers are sending us material and it's going to be like it's going to be pretty interesting to see how we actually work through the technical aspect of being able, able to perform you know what i mean because yeah you know Sai was able to go live on facebook and go live on instagram a week and a half ago um a lot of actors a lot of us are finding or trying to find ways of doing the same thing um, so a lot of people are, you know, putting, you know, scenes together or, you know, trying to do stand up or, you know, some people are DJing like D nice, you know what I mean? Who uh -huh. that's, you know, so professional DJs are able to find a way to get their work out to the audience and do what they do, which is chill the masses, you know what I mean? Or hype the masses or whatever. Yes. So for us, it's been like, you know, I have zoom meetings. I have a zoom, basically a zoom class tomorrow where I'm going to have to perform. So. Um, that's definitely changed the game and we're going to see once this is all over, however long it takes, you know, a month, two months, three months, whatever it's going to be, we're going to see how the market has changed a lot. Because um, mm. I actually had somebody reach out to me and say, okay, so we want to do, uh, I want to shoot a short, but we're going to shoot it on Zoom. Would you be interested? I'm like, oh, right. okay, let's, well, <laughs> let me know what that looks like to you. You know what I mean? Because exactly. <laughs> exactly. right now it's in my living room, uh, you know what I mean? But okay. You know. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I definitely have had to make an adjustment because I don't get to go out and perform every day or every two days on, on an audition. And this, basically that's what it is. It's a performance. So, right. you know, I kind of been on not vacation cause you know, I've had to start writing and, you know, reconfiguring my brain about what, the next step is for me as a performer mm -hmm. um but um yeah it's going to be interesting to see what how how this pans out wait 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 one two oh. i'll wait for summertime when i make you mine and i'll never let you go and once i got you never gonna drop yeah put you in my pocket so Oh, you're cutting up now. I like that. Save a little, 
Well, when your creativity is always uh, in motion like that, Sean and Sai, I just wonder, because in some ways, mental health people, what they say, I mean, they have said recently, I've been doing a lot of reading lately, they say we're kind of built for a crisis like this, right? Because it's during this time when people can't go out, their routines are being significantly changed or altered or um, eliminated altogether. And speaking about the, the children, I mean, our, our kids, they're really, some of them are really scared and some of them come from really troubled households. So in some ways, uh, as bad as it is, and you know, we could talk about the politics of the, the economy and how the rich always relish um, national shutdowns and when the economy turns upside down, because this is when they become more and more wealthy. But in some ways, creative people, I want to challenge the two of you with this to a certain degree, is a moment like this is like the Olympics for mental health people because there, there's so many opportunities to su offer support. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. Sai, if you were able to supersize your creativity right now, I mean, if this were your Olympics, and, you know, I guess it kind of sounds like I'm turning uh, lemons into lemonade kind of thing, and you've already yeah. done it because we watched your show. So if we were to consider this the Olympics and challenge our minds like Sean was talking about by reconfiguring our minds and, you know, always being on go all the time, but now channeling, channeling it in, in a different way. Uh, what can Sean and you talk about to me in terms of supersizing and um, Olympicizing this opportunity to really put your creativity on the expressway? Cy Smith and then Sean Carter-Peterson. Um, you know, I'm not sure I understand the question. Please forgive me. Oh my God, I, that was a terribly formed question. That's why you didn't understand it. Um, and the opportunity that this affords to be in since this is, you relish being in. So uh, in what ways can you describe the opportunity it presents to you to really focus on songwriting, uh, uh, boarding? Because you're, you're, you're a musician too. Yeah, so, yeah. In, in what ways is this such a benefit for someone like you? I mean, yeah, it's obviously a benefit um, in the way that it forces forces us to focus on ourselves, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's where people are finding, you know, these um, their anxiety is like usually everybody's out and they work eight hours a day, and then they, if they're lucky, they sleep eight hours a day, and then for the other uh, eight hours. Um, they're, you know, they're watching TV or something and, and they're not focusing on themselves. Right. This quarantine gives us all the awesome opportunity to take some time and focus on ourselves, whether that means meditating, you know, writing in your journal, practicing, mm -hmm. you know, shedding, as we say, practicing mm -hmm. your craft, um, practicing, uh, practicing things that, like I said earlier, I don't really like doing, but I'm forced to do like engineer myself. Uh, right. and, and I really think if we take advantage of that opportunity, this opportunity to focus on ourselves, we'll come out of this quarantine with a lot of new skills. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, I, you know, I think people think school and learning is only for kids, hmm. but it's not. That's right. We can take this time to homeschool ourselves, Ooh, you know? Oh, no. And that's a really big blessing that we should all sort of take advantage of. Mm 
you know. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for tackling that. I know that was a very creatively formed question, but you had that one no softball I threw your wife for us. Hardball like Chris Matthews. Formerly no, of she, handled, she handled it very well. She did. She did. Uh, how about for you, Sean Carter Peterson? Um, pretty much, I mean, basically she said it all. I mean, in essence, we have time now on our hands yes. that we don't usually have because we're so busy running the rat race that, you know, in which we live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I've really enjoyed is that I don't have to get up. I don't have to make it to the gym. I don't have to go to a voiceover. I don't have to do this. I don't have to, I can actually think about works that I've been wanting to actually d- dive into and just never had the time because I had so much other stuff going on. So, you know, like she said, do the shedding, the practicing, you know, learn some new skills. You know, if, if there's something that you've wanted to do, there's so much, so much uh, content on YouTube and tutorials and masterclasses and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you actually have the time now to try some of that stuff out, which I think is important because there's so many of us that have wanted to do things that we just didn't have the time to do. And now we got the time to do it. So take advantage of it because when this is over, then you'll see where we are then and you can, you know, reevaluate. But this is kind of like a, God has been kind of, this has kind of made us sit still for a reason. So mm-hmm. now it's up to us to figure out what that reason is, is about. Uh-huh. And most of that is to be mm-hmm. introspective. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times I was talking to a friend, a writer friend the other day um, who was kind of surprised that so many people were stressed out on social media and complaining about how they didn't have anything to do. And, and I was like, well, that's because most people especially people who aren't artists, you know, fill up their lives mm-hmm. with bull, with crap, mm-hmm. with running around, right. going to this party, going to that party, meeting these people right. for drinks, blah, 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 blah. And now you're being forced to sit still and look in the mirror literally every day and figure out what mm-hmm. am I trying to do? That's so right. try to take advantage of that, I think. You know what I mean? Yes. And read a book. You know what I mean? Read a book. How about that? Yeah. You know, that. order some books, order some Amazon. Mag- if you don't want to read a whole book, get a magazine, get a, get a picture book. I don't know, color. Do something right. creative because yeah. it forces your brain to start figuring other stuff out, mm. you know, knit. Uh, you know, th- there's an actor that I know mm-hmm. who's like, I love knitting. I actually, actually can knit now, you know, and she's like, I haven't knitted in a while because I've been so busy shooting shows or, you know, right. mm-hmm. you know, teaching classes that I can actually sit back. And all of those types of things are very, very meditative. And when you mm-hmm. meditate, you, you get to get back into yourself, which I think is what this time is about. It's, it's for all of us mm-hmm. to come back into ourselves, to figure out who we are as a, as a, as a community, as a culture. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most there definitely. was a, a tweet from James Fontelroy, oh, yeah. uh, the, the producer the other day, uh-huh. and he said, you're not bored, you're boring. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, right. I, and yeah, and it's like, that's what people are, are kind of forced to kind of to see and sit with it's Mm. not that you're bored you just haven't you know and and without judgment you -hmm. just haven't gotten in touch with yourself enough to 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 see some of the interesting things that you can do for yourself that's right and Mm -hmm. and how interested uh, how interesting would it be for you to to pick out some of those recipes that your grandmother used to make and try to bake something or, or, mm-hmm. or knit or make jewelry mm-hmm. or write. How about right. sitting down and writing some of these thoughts that down that you have, you know? Yes. Um, and I think it's important. I got to get back to kids again, mm. um, that we don't just 
homeschool the academics that they're, you know, that they are supposed to focus on right now, but make sure that we are encouraging their creativity these days too. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. there you you go. know, that's a very important way to yeah. help um, to help kids get through this. You Absolutely. know, um, not being around their friends, but all of those kids who, who go to school and you know who aren't homeschooled normally. This mm -hmm. is a this is a big deal for them, and and this is a yeah. crisis for them. So making sure that we encourage creative ways for them to get through, you know, the pandemic um, and, the, yeah. and the quarantine is important. It yeah. is. I love that sentiment. This is Psychotic Bump School, y'all. I'm DJ Rome, and that was the incomparable Cy Smith, and her husband is here with us as well, Sean Carter-Peterson, and we just chopping it up, y'all. Well, uh, it's, it's really a joy to hear both of y'all share sentiments like that. Um, we, I mean, Cy, earlier you mentioned patience, and I know you both have a dog. I don't have kids. <laughs> a young kid. I'm, I'm married into two daughters, so I'm a proud stepdaddy. Yeah. <laughs> two wonderful, but you, when I work with teenagers and youth who are under the age of 18, they say, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. You know, the, the way I've tried to challenge them is kind of the same way. It's like boredom. I mean, I probably won't phrase this as eloquently as James Fauntleroy. <laughs> the, the idea is that boredom is your best friend because it's a symptom of success. Because if you're mm. bored with something, all it means is that you've mastered something. And you probably need to go deeper like the way you two mm. are describing. Go deeper. Because mm -hmm. one thing that this is good for me, Sean, is that it slows me down. It's like I, I can cook a little, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm, I hate reading recipes. I, I don't generally, typically, normally, I'm working on this. Pray for me, y'all. <laughs> I don't like to read instructions following, following them step by step. I just want to jump in and just know how to do it already. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a man. <laughs> ah, is that what it is? Maybe that's what it is. Patience. I need patience. Uh, patience. Yeah. And guess yeah. who I learned patience from, Sai? Guess who I learned patience? Because you got, I'm I married into my, my, my family and they have this little small dog. It's like a chewiner. I learned mm -hmm. patience from the little dog because she, she barks a lot. She, she really has not been around men very mm. much. So she's, she was afraid of me. Mm. Wow. She wouldn't let me come close. She won't let me pick her. She still won't let me pick her up. It's, you know, mm -hmm. but see, here's the thing. I just meet her where she is and we've built right. a relationship on her terms. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's funny, you know, we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about Camelot in just a second, but it's okay. funny because I know you, you, you both take pictures with your dog a lot. And yeah, <laughs> I, I, I watch that. No, I'm serious, and I, I trip off of that, and I look at the relationship that the two of you have, and then knowing that this is your child, you know, this right, is, and very much I, I've I've learned from the dog. I've learned my <laughs> I get psychology work from this dog because she teaches me so much about just yeah. respecting her space, respecting her right. boundaries. Right. Funny, just the other day, uh, she was jumping all on me. And wow. Oh. And licking my face and licking my hands and everything. But wow. weird about it, my wife has has started to see her do that. But the funny thing, the only extra thing I had to point out to my wife is like, but I'm not initiating any of this contact. My hands were behind my back. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So she was so she had built and formed this whole thing based on what her comfort level was. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to be patient with her in order to right. get to this point. I had to earn it. And I'm still earning right. it. Like I said, right. I, you know, she won't let me, she's not ready for me to pick her up. It's like, hey, I didn't remember all that. <laughs> steps, baby steps. We're just meeting on, you know, match.com. You know, I ain't ready for all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, absolutely, right? Uh, I love That's amazing. 
It, it is. And animals are, are so instructive during this time, too. So yeah, they are. I noticed that you put up this incredible video. Uh, you had an album. Oh, man, I had you on the show some time ago. Side, yeah. Sometimes a rose grows on concrete. Yeah. Uh, still out there, y'all. Available right yeah. now. I'm going to have Sai yeah. talk about that. But y'all just went across the country, and you and your wonderful husband, Sean, just put together this amazing project. Can you talk about this uh, project you just put forth on uh, February? It's too Yeah. What's up with that? We went around the world. <laughs> we went across the world to, um, to Tanzania Ooh. over in East Africa. For folks who might not know the geography of Africa, Tanzania is just below Kenya, which is just below mm. Ethiopia. Mm. Um, and we, we were on vacation because all of that traveling I do for work added up to like over a million miles. So I, <laughs> I took my miles and got us tickets to go to Tanzania. Oh, and we knew we were gonna shoot a video while we were over there, but we weren't really sure um, how we were going to do it or what we were going to see or, you know, it wasn't like we could scout the locations, you know, <laughs> um, but we, we spent our first seven days in Zanzibar, the island of Zanzibar, and then we did a five-day safari up in the northern region of Arusha, and then we did five days, the last five days in Dar es Salaam, um, which is like the big major city in Tanzania, and Sean, you know, whipped out his iPhone 10. And we shot a video and it's beautiful. Like Sean directed the mess out of this. Right. Um, the idea I think was to, instead of me seeing to a love interest, uh, a person to make the love interest be the location to be where we were, Ooh, East yeah. Africa, Tanzania, right. uh, and reframe Camelot as not this sort of medieval, you know, castle somewhere in old England, but as as a place that actually exists on earth and that place be africa be tanzania and um and 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 fall in love with that you know mm. i think you we know growing up we are taught all these sort of just just myths about africa that just aren't true um and we learned a lot of us learned much later in life that you know africa is not this primitive place you know that we you know that that is in need and you know where everybody's starving and you know that's not what it is um so it was really a beautiful opportunity to to reframe uh this particular place in africa as a camelot as a as a as a as a place of beauty and fantasy and a love interest you know a place to fall in love with yeah oh, it was it was a beautifully scenic form of escapism across the world in the motherland. Sean, you captured all of that. And, um, I, I, you know, my, my, my animal game isn't up, but I think I saw <laughs> a monkey running on the beach with antelope, I think that was. Something yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, what the heck? How in the world did you capture all that? Si, uh, Sean, what was your vision for, you know, given how Sai wrote the song? Uh, what was your vision and how you were going to capture that on video? Well, originally, uh, you know, I I thought, you know, the idea of a typical, I was going to play the love interest. I was like, well, I might as well use myself if we're going to go that route. She said, that sounds great and all. But like she said, why don't we, you know, let's be a little less traditional, you know what I mean, with, with how we do this. Um, and so I just said, okay, well, let's just go shoot some stuff and see what happens. And so I just kind of my my mind when it comes to shooting stuff is I'm always kind of shooting stuff in my head even when I don't have a camera 
So yeah. it's just a, just, it was just kind of like an extension of the way my brain works on a daily anyway. So it worked out. I just grabbed a lot of stuff. And then, mm. you know, we, we, I wanted to make sure that we got some performances of her doing it. So we had one official day of shooting on the beach uh, in Zanzibar. And then while we were on safari, I would be like, okay, um, can you run over there by that tree real quick before the lions come and get us? And, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> sing this part, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I kind of had a mental, make a mental log of what we shot. And, uh, you know, once we got back, I had a little time to kind of just put it all together and see, you know, and see how it panned out. But, you know, kind of just free flowing, you know, we kind of done something sim slightly similar a while ago when we shot a, a video called um, The, the Art, Art of You in mm -hmm. Italy. Mm. Um, and so we did something slightly similar. So it wasn't the first time that I'd, that I'd gone out and tried to just shoot some stuff while we were also on vacation. Um, because right. what I did want to do is have her working all the time. You know what I mean? So I was very sensitive to not being like, okay, we're going to shoot tomorrow and we're going to shoot the next day. And the next day, like, no, we got three weeks almost. Let's, you know, cut mm. down on the actual official shooting days and just, I'll just shoot some stuff and we'll see what happens. So... Wow. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the way Sean shoots, though, is he makes, uh, you know, he makes an artist like me, and I'm an independent artist, obviously, I have no budget. He makes it look like I had a, a you know, quarter of a million dollar budget right. for this. <laughs> and the, the, <laughs> the, the landscaping and the, and the photography of that shoot, of the video, if you look at it, I mean, it just looks like beautiful. we had cranes and you know <laughs> equipment out there you know um and that and that's just his the, the gift of his eye the way he sees things and we mm. i mean he was just able to capture some glorious scenery you know there's a there's some shots when we're at jambiani beach on zanzibar that look like you can see the curvature of the earth it just looks that grand and beautiful you know yes. um and you know where where there might be an abandoned sailboat Sean sees an opportunity, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it just looks, it just looks really beautiful. And anybody who wants to see it can just go on YouTube and search Cy Smith Camelot and it comes right up on my, um, my YouTube channel. It's mm. gorgeous. how the two of you work together it's like what you had another song was it now and later that you guys mm -hmm. kind of picked up the camera yeah. mm -hmm. something like this again Sean did, this isn't the first time for this project right no Sean no did, right Sean we did we did now and uh -huh. later yeah yeah 
We did oh. now and later, which is a little more of a traditional video. We had about five different setups that we plot, we planned, but we shot the whole thing in a day. In Los um, Angeles. In Los Angeles. Wow. In Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of it we shot in our house, but we also went up to Malibu um, to shoot on the beach out there. You know, I was like, you never get to see um, beautiful black women on the beach enjoying the sun. You know what I mean? Like, so let's try that. Let's do something different. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you know, and got at the some museum, great shots of her here in South LA at the museum, mm -hmm. LACMA in front of the the uh, light, the lamp posts and stuff. So you know, mm -hmm. we 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 plotted it out, and we you know had our assistant and the three of us and one car or two cars, and we just kind of ran around and did what we had to do. And uh, we have fun when it's time to shoot. You know, it's all it's all business, um, and uh, we know what we need to get it done. We've been working together for a good minute now. <laughs> You have really good chemistry in front and behind the camera. And again, that's why this moment is kind of built for people like you two, because you've been practicing this all along. You've been practicing doing it independently. You've been practicing uh, doing a guerrilla style, like independent. Yeah. Fierce, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Without having all that. Like Sai says, Sean, the way you shot it, it looks like you had Spike Lee -like level crew. Or <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it looks really great. I appreciate that. It's really big. So uh, that's amazing. I definitely encourage people to check out uh, Camelot. And uh, wow, um, you, you both have taken us to Camelot with this segment. I can't thank y'all enough for being here. And um, I would ask you what's next, but I think I kind of know. But um, any final thoughts in terms of your optimism as far as um, are we going to be okay? Like Kendrick says, I mean, we're going to be all right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be all right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little trying and testing for people, but you know, just all you can do is take it day by day, one foot in front of the other. You know what I mean? Get up, wash your face, brush your teeth, take a shower, eat some food, and then figure out what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? But try to make some sort of uh, make a plan for each day because if you just sit around all the time, then your brain will you'll just go crazy. You know what I mean? Give yourself some tasks to to undertake every day. And the next thing you know, this thing will be lifted and you know, people will be getting better. And you know, it might take a month or two or three, but mm -hmm. it's gonna get there at some point. So be patient, mm -hmm. like, like, like the missus said, be patient. Absolutely, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. I, I agree with Sean, make a list the night before, you know, before you go to bed, make a list of a few things you wanna do the next day. And, the, and it doesn't have to all be work related, you know, <clears throat> yeah. write down, you know, I wanna do 20 push-ups. I'm, go or yeah. you know, do 20 push-ups, do, you know, 80 squats, uh, start my taxes, gather my receipts, whatever. And, and, and just make a list and then the next day, Go through that list and check things off as you do them and, and feel that sense of accomplishment. And I, I definitely agree with Sean about getting up and showering and going a step further. I put on clothes every day like I'm going Thank somewhere. Yeah, we got dressed. We got on yeah, straight we up clothes. Get dressed. <laughs> because, because I feel like there's something said, you know, for just walking past the mirror and liking what you see, That's you know. Right feeling mm -hmm. good about that um right. so and to keep some normalcy you know mm -hmm. uh here and 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 then you know make sure you call and check on what you know how they say check on your strong friends check on mm -hmm. your strong friends you know yeah. check on your strong relatives put those phone calls in uh not just text messages hear some voices uh you know just make sure you're checking in with people that you might not think need to be checked in on mm. because they need it. They need it the most. They do, indeed. 
Uh, any additional quarantine concerts from you, Sai, coming up? I, I think there might be one, one or two. We'll see. You know, like, I'm glad I did mine two weeks ago before everybody went, like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yes. I'm, I'm happy to, to once again sort of pioneer, <laughs> be a pioneer on the scene. Um, but I've, I probably will do something soon. I just uh, would say go to SciSmith.com and join my mailing list so that you will know when I'm going to do something. Okay, we're going to do that. Uh, it was a beautiful show, Sai. Thank you so much. And Sean, you Thank probably you. <laughs> you probably shot that one too, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, I was about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, you know. Are y'all going to make that? Is that, is that going to be made public, like formally, or like on a... Is it on YouTube yet? Or? No, you know what? I, I I took one song and put it on YouTube, it, and it's Camelot for that, uh, oh, by the way. Right. Incidentally, okay. yeah. But I haven't. I, I deleted the concerts from Facebook and Instagram, but I okay. I have it, so it might it I might release piece by piece. But but really, I wanted to keep the the live element of mm -hmm. what shows are, you know, and yeah. shows are meant to be enjoyed in the moment yes. you know so so i took it down just for that reason like you know i left it up for like four days and then i was like okay this can go bye bye now oh, you know until i until i do point. another one great point yeah. you know um I'm, I'm gonna get your final thoughts too sean but you're right it's the the, the it's the magic that artists have it to, to create these perishable experiences you had to be there and if you yeah. it's just it's just gone you have to catch the next one when and if when and if it comes about but it, it's it's the perishable experiences that make the magic because if you missed it you just missed it and you know unfortunately you have to wait till we come around again but that's what makes it so special mm -hmm. sean carter peterson uh, what's the best way people to follow your work um you can follow me at seancarterpeterson.com uh, um, and on social media i'm at sean the maestro sean is s-h-a-w-n sean the maestro um that's how you can see what i'm doing that's what's and, up. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. We're gonna make sure we hit you up, man. All right. Well, thanks, y'all. Uh I just had a thought to reach out to y'all and y'all y'all picked up and y'all came through for your for your man here. And uh stay safe and keep on loving on each other. You two are very, very inspirational to so many of us. And uh just keep doing what you do and we love you. And uh please keep in touch and come again. Is that cool? Thank, Thank you, brother. You so of course. Much, definitely, definitely. Thank you for reaching out. Well, that's our program, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. Also want to thank our guests for the evening, the good brother Zoltan Sharif, Cy Smith, and my good brother Sean Carter-Peterson. Yes, yes, y'all. So stay hunkered down, y'all, and keep the faith, and let's keep it moving, y'all. Also want to send a shout-out to Frank Starks, the Iron Man behind the board, and we're out of here, y'all. Take care.